Welcome once again to Lato's Law. Here's Steve Lato. whole bunch of people sent me this story, including people who don't normally send me stories. So I knew it was something that I had to talk about. Charter told to pay $7.3 billion in damages after cable installer murderer's grandmother. $7.3 billion in damages. Broadband giant says it will appeal the jury verdict in the least shocking subheadline of all time. <laughs> Chris Williams uh, wrote a story for theregister.com, but it's been widely reported. Just type in Charter and 7.3 and see what pops up. Uh, they must pay out the $7 billion in damages, in theory, after one of its Spectrum cable technicians robbed and killed an elderly woman. And that's a jury verdict that came down recently. The woman was 83 years old, killed by a uh, man back in December of 2019. He had dropped by her home in Irving, Texas, on a service call after she reported a problem with her internet TV bundle. And then he returned the next day in his company uniform and company van, invited himself in, and then killed her. Let me point this out while wearing his Spectrum-issued gloves. And believe it or not, all that stuff kind of plays into the story. She was found dead by her family on her living room floor after she didn't show up to a Christmas and birthday party that night. Uh, the man pleaded guilty to murder last year and was sentenced to life behind bars. Now, his family sued Charter in 2020 for negligence. Uh, in the testimony, they said that the man had complained to his bosses that he was penniless and desperate. It was further alleged that he had stolen credit cards and checks from other subscribers, and that the corporation turned a blind eye to a pattern of theft by its installers and technicians. And the argument is that they didn't supervise this guy properly. During the trial, it was also claimed that the victim's family was charged $58 for the service call and continued to be billed after their grandmother's slang to the point where her account was sent to collections. So the, again, allegation is that the guy showed up and did some work, showed up the next day and killed her. The uh, company sent a bill for the man's work at her house, and when she didn't pay it because she was no longer alive, they sent the bill to collections. So just <laughs> making sure you're following along here. The court heard how the man was not working the day he killed the customer and went out to her home anyway to rob her. He was able to use his company key card to access a company vehicle and then drove off in one of the service vans even though he was off duty. According to the family's legal team, while uh, he was seemingly making repairs, he tried to steal one or more of the bank cards from the woman's purse and then murder her when he was caught in the act. He later went on a spending spree with her funds, and that was all part of the story. Um, one of the attorneys of the family says this was a shocking breach of faith by a company that sends workers inside millions of homes every year. Uh, according to the law firm, the man lied about his employment history, such as not revealing he'd been previously fired, which wasn't checked by Charter when it hired him, and it would have been one of the red flags against him had they looked into it. That's the allegation. During the civil trial, the court also heard how the man would break down crying at work. At one point, was convinced he was a former Dallas Cowboys football player, suffered from insomnia, and was probably sleeping overnight in his company van. These are all things that would seem unusual if a supervisor were to look at them and say, hmm, I wonder if that guy's okay. 
This further claim the cable giant tried to force the lawsuit into closed-door arbitration where the results would have been secret and damages limited. Uh, in June, a Dallas County jury awarded the family $357 million in compensatory damages, of which the U.S. cable giant has to pay 90%. This week, the panel set punitive damages at $7 billion to make the total award 7.3. Presumably, the other 10%, they're saying only 90% is against the U.S. cable giant. The other 10% presumably is against the man himself, but I doubt that he's got that kind of money. Uh, the attorney says the jury in this case was thoughtful and attentive to the evidence. This verdict justly reflects the extensive evidence regarding the nature of the harm caused by Charter Spectrum's gross negligence and reckless misconduct. For the safety of the American public, we can only hope that Charter Spectrum and its shareholders are listening. A spokesperson for Charter told the Register this evening that it will appeal both verdicts, insisting that the uh, Internet service provider is not at fault. Quote is here, our hearts go out to Mrs. Thomas's family in the wake of this senseless and tragic crime. The responsibility for this horrible act rests solely with the man who did this, who was not on duty, and we are grateful he is in prison for life. While we respect the jury and the justice system, we strongly disagree with the verdict and we will appeal. The law in Texas and the facts presented at trial clearly shows crime was not foreseeable and the plaintiff's claims of wrongdoing by charter are categorically false. Uh, we are committed to the safety of all our customers and took the necessary steps, including a thorough pre-employment criminal background check, which showed no arrests, convictions, or other criminal behavior, nor did anything in his performance after he was hired suggest he was capable of the crime he committed, including more than 1,000 completed service calls with zero customer complaints about his behavior. I believe there were allegations that he did steal stuff from other people. It's a question about whether or not Charter had known about that. But you're probably wondering about the post-judgment actions that parties take. And if you get a verdict against you and you disagree with the amount, you can appeal that. Now, you can also appeal the result itself. And you usually do that too. So undoubtedly, the cable company will most likely hear say we're going to appeal everything. The jury shouldn't have found against us at all. But the alternative, if we're liable for something, we're certainly not liable for $7.3 billion or 90% of $7.3 billion. And so what you look for is a thing called remitter, remitter. And it's an old legal term that means that the court can, if justified, reduce an award if a jury has gone and done something outlandish. The question, of course, is how do you determine that? Because the jury is asked, in essence, to compensate somebody uh, for the loss of a human life. And these are difficult things to calculate. Now, it is true that if you ever watch a trial and pay attention to everything that goes into it involving a wrongful death case of any sort, quite often they'll bring people in and say, here's how long this person would have lived had they not been killed. Here's how much they would have earned. And, and you can calculate those kinds of things quite easily. But of course, there's more to life than just your earning capacity. And so quite often, a jury verdict that is like this, that is in the billions of dollars uh, on a wrongful death case, quite often remitted her. Uh, the trial court's going to look at this and say, well, you know, we understand there's a $357 million compensatory damage, uh, but the $7 billion is so many times that punitive damages that will knock that down. Now, they could also knock down the compensatory damages, but the 7.3 is 
of course, the, you know, the big number, and I realize that includes the 357 million, but the 7 billion number is, is the one they're most likely scared about. And I have people ask this all the time. They say, Steve, let me ask you a question. If a judge could knock an award down, could a judge knock an award up? Yes, they can. Believe it or not, the opposite of a remitter is editor. Editor. But you almost never hear about it. Almost never. Almost never. Now, in law school, when you're talking about this stuff in the various classes that talk about it, you'll occasionally come across cases, and they'll have you read a couple, but they're few and far between, as we like to say, where a judge can look at a case and go, you know something, the jury didn't give this person enough money. Doesn't happen very often. But the best example I can give you is, let's suppose that you can look at it and realize that the jury made a mathematical or calculation error, okay? So I've seen cases before where the parties agree that if the plaintiff wins, they're entitled to $10,000. If the plaintiff loses, they get nothing. There is no middle ground. It's a binary proposition, as I like to say. 10000 or zero. That's it. That's the only possibility. And a contract case might be that way, for instance. Okay? So $10,000, yes. Zero, no. Jury comes back with an award of $9,000. And let's assume that we had a jury questionnaire, a jury form that specifically said, do you find in favor of the plaintiff? Yes, no. If no, stop. If yes, proceed. Next question. If yes, how much do you award them? Fill in an amount. Yes, we find for the plaintiff. Yes, we give them $9,000. Parties agreed it was 10. And I've even seen it before where they've told a jury, we agree, we agree on how much money they'd be entitled to if they were entitled to anything, but we just think they're entitled to nothing. And they go, we think we're entitled to 10. So in a case like that, a judge could say, I'm going to bump the nine up to 10 with a theory of editor because that's what the jury should have done. But, like I said, it's extremely uncommon. And more often than not, the law will say that if there's any way a jury could have reached that number, they'll let it stand, unless it's excessive. And see, that's the difference. Because excessive is easy to spot. Too small, not so much. Because too small means that the jury might have looked at it and said, well, we kind of like your case, but not as much as you liked it. You know, so there you go. But uh, so there'll be a motion here for a remitter, probably a motion for a new trial, probably a motion to throw out the verdict in its entirety. But we'll see what happens. But as of right now, they're on the hook, Charter is, for $7.3 billion after their installer murdered a grandmother. Not on the job, but there's some connections with the work and the question of whether he's being supervised properly or not. So the register.com published this. Chris Williams uh, wrote it. Sent to me by Adam, Mark, Craig, Robert, Dan, Mark, another one, Paul, David, another David, Trocon, Phil, and Cliff. There you go. Questions or comments, put them below. Let's talk to you later. Bye-bye. Thank you for watching Leto's Law. I rant, therefore I am.